0: Last spring, as part of my work at Teaching Channel, I had the privilege of meeting the amazing educators and students of Enlace, a program for 9th and 10th grade newcomer students at Lawrence High School in Lawrence, Massachusetts. We were there as part of a project to capture strategies for teaching ELLs. While I was certainly impressed with all of the ways teachers at Enlace were supporting the students' learning of both content and language simultaneously, I was struck by the culture of the school. How students seemed to feel at home when they were physically so far away from the home countries they came from. I wondered, how does Enlace do this so well? How were they able to create a learning community of high expectations and high supports while accelerating language learning affirming students' identities, and helping them get on track to graduation. I'm Gretchen Vierstra and I'm your host this week for Teach Talks, a podcast from your friends and colleagues at Teaching Channel. In this episode, I'm so excited to talk about the ways in which schools and teachers can educate and support newcomers and recent immigrant ELLs. I'm here with Allison Balter, founding principal of Enlace at Lawrence High School. She's here to share with us her story of getting Enlace started two years ago and what she's learned from this experience so far. Thanks for joining us today, Allison. Thanks for having me. So let's just get started. Um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit on the background of Enlace and how you got it all started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So as you mentioned, um, we have been a program in existence for two years. We just started our third year. Um, And we are a program uh, or an academy within a large, comprehensive high school, Lawrence High School, um, that serves about 3,200 students. So very large um, high school. And the district um, and the school have been in the context of a turnaround of of redesign for the past uh, five to six years. Um, And so when the redesign at Lawrence High School started three years ago, um, there was an opportunity to really start to kind of rethink what's possible for um, education of English language learners. And that's a you know really important thing here in Lawrence because uh, Lawrence is an immigrant city, always has been since it was founded um, as a mill city many years ago. Uh, right now it has about 30% English language learners and much higher percentage of students who speak a first language that's not English at home. Um, and we have a lot of students who come as newcomers to the country um, of all ages, whether they're coming as, you know, a kindergartner or a 17-year-old. So it's a really important population that we serve um, and was a very exciting opportunity to kind of rethink um, how to best serve these students and how to provide them with the opportunities they need uh, in a high school context. Um, So that kind of laid the groundwork for starting in Lasse and 2015-16 school year was our, our first year. We started as a small cohort um, within a new ninth grade academy. And so any new student who enrolled um, of ninth grade age, who was a beginner English language learner, um, started in our program. We started that year with about 40 students and grew to 110 by the end of the year because we, you know, part of our program is we continually get new students as the year goes on. Um, And after that first year, we expanded. So last year, um, we kind of grew out from under the ninth grade academy and became a a separate academy within the Lawrence High School um, uh, umbrella. And we serve students of ninth and 10th grade age. So our students range from 14, 15, 16 years old. Um, So last year, we started with about 75 students and grew to over 200 Um, And we're in a similar growth trajectory this year um, as we are in our third year. Um, So we've really had this incredible opportunity to serve students who are coming in their first year um, or in many cases, first week in the country. Um, We had a brand new student arrive today who received her orientation this morning. And so as we, you know, built this program and grown it over the past three years, um, we've really built it around the mission of providing newcomer students with both an academic and linguistic foundation, um, as well as socio-emotional supports that they need that will allow them to ultimately transition successfully and quickly into the mainstream high school environment. Um, on track to pursue college, career of their choice, whatever their post secondary goals uh, may be. So, we kind of think of ourselves um, within the context of Lawrence High School as a, a runway uh, for students towards a traditional uh, high school path and graduation. Um, so, you know, kids come to us, we build that foundation, help them get to a place where they're ready to enter um, into the upper school, um, on track to graduate.
0: I love how you took this opportunity, it sounds like, at Lawrence High School to, you know, during that transition period to really rethink, like you said, what's possible for these students. hmm And, um, you know, one of the things I noticed when we were there was the social-emotional supports that you talked about. And so I'm sure you're going to talk a little bit about that next, um, because I'd love to hear you talk about the current model, you know, what it looks like a little bit, and um, what makes Enlace, you know, such a great program for newcomers.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned socio-emotional learning. That's one of our, our big pillars of our approach here. Um, and, and when we think about kind of what what goes into this program and what makes Enlace unique, um, we think about it from an academic perspective, a socio-emotional perspective, and a language learning perspective. And so we kind of build our program around those three pillars Um, and to start with the, the academic and the language learning, um, our model is built around the idea that students learn language best when they learn it through rigorous, engaging, meaningful content. Um, not necessarily when they're, you know, pulled out into a specific and separate ESL class where they're focusing on grammar or, you know, discrete language, but they're learning it through... Um, reading about something they care about, something they're interested in, talking about that. Um, And so that's really the foundation for how we've designed our our curriculum model. Um, And so all of our students at Enlace take a full range of the the ninth grade classes. So uh, biology, algebra, world studies, um, English, and an elective. We have a theater and an art class. Um, But within each of those classes, they are not just learning that content, but they're learning language through that content. And we spend a lot of time supporting teachers and helping our teachers develop and grow um, into thinking about how they are both language teachers and content teachers, and how they can help to scaffold what they're teaching, you know, the, the algebra concept, the linear equations, so that students can access it at their language level. But also how, you know, within that lesson on linear equations, they're helping students build those academic language skills to be able to to talk, to have conversations, to write about what they're learning. So we really think of our whole day and our whole student experience as um, a content-based ESL experience. Um, I would say another facet of the academic model is that um, at least in their first year at Enlace, and we do have a small second year program, uh, but our most of our students spend one year with us. And in that first year program, they're grouped heterogeneously. So they're all beginner English language learners, you know, at, at roughly the same language level, but some of them may come with really strong academic backgrounds in their native language. Some may come with limited schooling or limited literacy skills or numeracy skills. And we don't separate students um, when they first come. We group them heterogeneously so they can support and learn from um, one another. Uh, But we do have personalized learning time during the day where students get intervention support based on their specific, you know, levels or their learning needs. So we try to balance those both. Um, The other, you know, piece to this is, uh, you mentioned it earlier, but we have this kind of philosophy of high expectations plus high support. And we believe that, you know, you can't really have one without the other. Um, so I think one of the ways we're trying to sort of push the envelope of what's possible for, for newcomers is really having high expectations about what they can achieve, um, what they can, how, how they can grow, how quickly their language can grow in a year, the kind of content that they can access. Um, I think, you know, typically newcomers often wind up in a, in a beginning ESL class where you know, they learn grammar or discrete skills or they learn content that is very watered down and not really at grade level or engaging to a, an adolescent. Um, and so we believe that students can achieve that and we push them to achieve that. But we do that by providing uh, the appropriate support along the way and always thinking about the academic, the linguistic, the emotional scaffolds they might need to reach that that expectation. Um, so that kind of underlies our, our approach to, to learning and to academics. And, you also, um, and I would also, oh, sorry, Allison, I was going to yeah, say, okay. you also
0: have um, a lot of community time built into your schedule, right? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I think that also underlies our approach to the, the socio-emotional work we do. And we we have seven core values at Enlace, and I always tell the kids my favorite core value is community, because um, it really is <laughs> so much of what we do here. Um, and so we know that our students are going through a major transition, You know, not just the transition to ninth grade, which is big for everybody, but the transition to a new country, to a new language, to a new culture. A lot of them have experienced trauma. Um, and so there's a lot of, of transition. And so we build in socio-emotional supports and, and really try to help students feel like they are um, part of a, a learning community, a family. Um, and we do that in a couple of ways. Uh, We have every morning, um, all of our students and teachers begin with a a half an hour advisory. Um, So every student has an advisor and a group that they are with on a regular basis. Um, We do a lot of restorative practices during that time. So we do um, restorative circles and team building, um, helping students set goals and reflect on their academic progress so that they start to feel connected to adults, to students, to the school environment. Um, Once a week, uh, every student is part of a a larger community circle where a whole cohort of students, you know, roughly 100 students and their teachers will meet together and will celebrate things that are happening in the community. Students will give presentations or share their work um, or get awards. And that allows us to really, again, kind of build that that notion of of community and support. Um, And a big part of that socio-emotional work also is about connecting with families and community. Um, And we have an incredible student support team, a counselor, uh, um, director of of student supports, a student and family engagement um, dean who help us to build what we call a two generation approach. And that's the idea that we're, you know, we're working with our students on a daily basis, but we're also working with their families, and we can't do one without the other. And so we try to think a lot about how we, um, how we're working with both the student and their family to move, you know, to, to help them grow and, and and reach their goals.
0: Yeah, I really, um, when we visited the school, we were lucky enough to be able to film your community circle time. and. It was Mm -hmm. amazing to see those 100 so students bonding with each other. But like you said, because there were presentations built in and just time to share out, it actually became a great place to practice communication skills in front of such a large audience.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's been, I think, a really powerful, you know, element of of the model and, and the scaffolding that we talked about because, you know. Kids have these opportunities in different settings—in their small advisory group, in their class, in a bigger community circle—to take these risks and to try new things with their language in an environment where everybody is going through that same experience. Um, and I think that allows them to push themselves further outside of their comfort zone. And now, you know, now we're at the point where we have two classes of students who have transitioned out of Enlace into the mainstream high school, and you know, they come back and share their experiences with us and you know, one of the things we hear all the time is how they, you know, really valued that support in that family environment and felt very comfortable. And it's still, even as now intermediate English language learners, um, they feel nervous sometimes sharing or participating in a, a, a larger group of, you know, more English speaking students. And so having that kind of uh, support for them in their their first year or two in the country, I think, really helps build that confidence in those skills.
0: For sure, and um, also another thing that I think we wanted to talk a little bit about was just the fact, also, that you're empowering the students by having the goals that you want them to reach and the goals that they want them to set really clear. Can you talk a little bit about the see the three?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's our our mantra. You, you come visit our school, you'll see it in the hallways, you'll hear kids talking about it, teachers talking about it. Um, and so it's a goal that we're, we're really transparent about and thinking about all the time. Because we are a transitional program, right? We don't keep our students for four years. Our goal is to get them to a point where their, their language and their academic foundation is strong enough to exit. Um, we are working to get them from a beginning English language learner level to an intermediate level. So we in Massachusetts use the WIDA standards and all of our students come in at a WIDA level one, um, that true beginner and our goal within a year or in some cases, especially for students who may have limited or interrupted education, uh, two years is to get them from a level one to a level three in their listening, speaking, reading and writing Um, And so, you know, our kids know that goal from early on, and they know uh, they spend a lot of time in their ESL class, um, in their other content classes, of thinking about what does it actually mean to be a level one language learner, you know, at a level one, I can say single words, or I use, you know, a lot of I make a lot of errors when I speak, but when I get to a level three, I can uh, write in paragraphs, and I can communicate and hold a conversation in English about You know an academic topic and so from really early on they start to internalize and understand what that means and then are able to reflect on their progress throughout the year Um, and we build in very regular um, assessment cycles of students language progress that we share with them um, and reflect on with them and also spend a lot of time um, in our you know professional learning as as a community of educators reflecting on so that we can tailor our instruction um, to to help kids meet that goal.
0: so you guys are a fairly new program. I'm sure you must have, you know, obviously, you just the the program itself is a great success and and having been able to build that is a great success. So, you know, what are some of the challenges that you've encountered, though, and how have you worked through some of those challenges? And then also,
1: what are some of the successes, too, of course? Let's let's,
0: let's celebrate some of the successes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great, great question. And, you know, we are still very new. Um, as I said, we, we have two classes of students who have left us but um, have not yet had a class of students who've graduated from high school. So I'm, you know, always thinking about how are our kids doing after they leave us and are we setting them up for the success that we envision for them, not just here within Enlace, but longer term in their future. Um, So that's, you know, something we're we're always thinking about and looking to keep gathering more data on. Um, From, you know, our initial two years, uh, some of the successes we've seen are um, we have been able to really accelerate students' language growth. We've been able to meet um, our goals of the majority of our students reaching that intermediate level, that level three, within a year. Um, About 70% of our students reach that goal within a year, and roughly 30% uh, need a second year to keep building that, again, because they might have interrupted education or more literacy needs, um, or they arrived so late in their first year that they just need some extra time. Um, But we've been really excited that we're able to move about 70% of our students within a year. Um, and we're starting to see some some you know exciting things as students go on into the mainstream high school as well. We've started to see some strong performance from our our graduates, our alumni, um, on statewide standardized assessments, um, continuing their language development. Um, anecdotally, you know, kids are coming back and talking to us, visiting teachers after school, um, saying things like, Wow, That work we did in history with you last year uh, really helped me in this assignment this year, or I'm so glad I had that opportunity to um, practice that here at Enlace. I felt really supported, and it's allowing me to to do this now in, you know, in the 10th grade. Um, So, you know, not a wide range of data yet, but we're starting to see some of those pieces. But certainly, we're always, always, always thinking and focusing about, you know, what are the... How do we continue to refine this? How do we, What are the challenges that we're facing? Um, and when I think about those challenges, I think about them think from two different places. You know, one, what are the challenges here within INLACE? How can we continue to um, refine and improve our program with our students in the year or two that we serve them? But then also, what are the challenges we see with how we are transitioning students and supporting them once we leave? because ultimately our program is only as successful as our students are after they leave us. Um, And so when I think about within our program, what are some of the challenges? um, You know, the first thing that comes to mind is we always have a a really significant need for um, differentiation in the classroom. Um, I think some some people might think, oh, you know, you serve all level one English language learners. They all need the same type of differentiation or same type of supports. Um, when in reality, you know, there's a wide range of abilities. We have kids who come in, you know, with a an eighth grade math level and a kindergarten math level because they never went to school or, or went to very limited school in their home country. Um, kids who, who are not able to read in their home language and kids who are you know, writing academic essays. And so um, it's not just the learning English that requires that differentiation, it's a wide range of skills. Um, And then additionally, because we serve newcomers, we get new students throughout the year. And so we, we, you know, have a group of students who start with us in, in August, who by January have made incredible progress and then brand new students coming in at that time into those heterogeneous, you know, mixed level classrooms. And so, you know, one of the challenges our teachers always talk about is how do I make sure I continue pushing those higher level students while supporting those newer students? Um, so building, you know, building those capacities around differentiation is always an area for, for growth. Um, and the other, you know, internal challenge I think is uh, related to our socio-emotional learning work. Um, I think we're at the beginning stages of making that as as strong as it can be. Um, we do serve a population that um, is, you know, dealing with a lot of socio-emotional challenges, a lot of transition, um, a lot of mental health and trauma issues um, that need a lot of support. And so we're, you know, always always working on how can we build our capacity as a, a more trauma-sensitive sens- school um, to meet those needs. So I think those are, you know, the priorities for us internally as a program. And then, you know, I think bigger picture challenge, as I said, is how are we supporting our students to transition successfully out of Enlace? And that, you know, is about uh, being part of a large comprehensive high school and and being able to collaborate with others across the high school, um, teachers, school leaders, uh, so that we can really, you know, make sure that everybody in our high school has a clear vision for what a newcomer student's pathway looks like in high school, uh, what kind of supports they need in their first year, their second year, their third year. Um, and I think, you know, it, it can be a little shocking sometimes if you are a 10th grade or 11th grade teacher um, and you get a student who's come out of, and say come out of a newcomer program um, to think, oh, okay, they've, they've made a lot of progress. Um, they don't need as much support anymore which is true, but when our students leave us, they're not fluent English speakers, they're intermediate English speakers. And so there's still a lot of support they need to um, continue to progress towards graduation. Um, and so, you know, as we, as we continue forward, we're really working on that challenge of, of how are we collaborating across our high school to make sure that, that, that our students are supported throughout that process.
0: Wow, you, you've really thought of a lot here. <laughs> and it makes, I'm sure it makes people listening, too, wonder, and this is just sort of an added question here, of um, you know, the teachers at your school, does, it, does a school like yours have to have teachers that are all you know, fully trained and working with ELLs and social-emotional needs and that whole gamut of things that you were talking about, or is this something that, as a team, you all empower and you know, help each other out together throughout the year?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I mean, my just first response is is no, no. Like, it you don't have to come in with <laughs> with all of this. We definitely did not. Um, and I I think it's it's a big task to come in and say you know you're gonna support language, you're gonna support content, you're gonna support socio-emotional learning, and the, you know very few, if any, people, myself included, come in with all of that knowledge already built. Um, And so from the time we started, we very much took this approach of we're all learning together in this. Um, And we have, you know, a mix of brand new teachers and teachers who have been teaching for a while, but maybe in in different settings um, or with ELLs who are not newcomers. And so everybody's bringing a different experience to this. And we've built in a lot of um, support, professional development, coaching cycles, Um, with our teachers, as well as opportunities for us all to learn together. Um, Most recently, we've done a a series of professional development for the whole school. All of us were learning together about restorative practices and restorative circles and how we can infuse that more in our program. So having opportunities for people to bring different expertise and share what's working with each other, I think, is also um, really helping us Grow and, and now that we have a uh, you know teachers who've been with us two three years, um, uh, we really are having you know in-house expertise built and and able to learn um, more from each other. We just had our teacher leadership team, um, which is a you know group of teacher leaders, start this initiative. Um, you may have heard of called the, the Pineapple Chart, um, What's which the is Pineapple Chart. <laughs> that, yeah, it's it's so cool. They it was it was you know brought, from them, but pineapple, pineapple symbolizes this idea of like, you are welcome here, um, it's a welcoming environment, and it's a chart that went up in our teacher's lounge, um, where teachers could sign up and just put their names on the board and say on Monday during second period, I am teaching a lesson where students do Socratic dialogue, and any of you are welcome to come in and watch me do this strategy, oh, okay. um, And then teachers go in and and, and can observe each other doing that. And it's a totally, you know, low stakes, not evaluative, just like welcoming each other and and learning from each other. Um, And so I've been really excited uh, to see that kind of grassroots collaboration and learning start to evolve as we've, you know, as we've grown as a program. Wow,
0: that's really great. Opening up the doors so that people can watch each other and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. Come check it out. Yeah, yep. Awesome. Um, wow. So, you know, if someone's listening and they say, wow, I'd really love a program like this in my community or I would just like to get better at serving the ELLs or newcomers that I do have, um, what's some advice you
1: have? hmm Yeah, I, I think the first thing that... That I would say, and 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 this is what motivates me every day to to get up and and do the work that is hard work for sure, is just this idea that we can really re envision what is possible for newcomer students, um, and for recent immigrant students, um, and that with with the right supports, with high expectations, with a positive learning community, um, and really meaningful learning experiences. They can accomplish so much and can acquire you know language in in a very quick time. Um, and I think we don't often see examples of of how much they can achieve and what they can do. So really kind of opening up our vision about that is is really inspiring and exciting. Um, and I think the other piece of it of advice that I would give, or you know, thing that I would think about is how important um, relationships are in this work Uh, and you know I mean relationships in a lot of different senses I mean relationships uh, that teachers build with students in the classroom I mean relationships that teachers build with each other as they're collaborating and learning together um, with families and community partners but The work that we do is so relational and and you know yes we focus on uh learning goals and data-driven instruction and trying to be really strategic with that but we can't do that in a vacuum and i think the real power in the work um and where we see the the most growth with with students is when they feel connected and invested and supported and and same thing with teachers as, as, you know, teachers are growing and, and building their practice. And so I would just, you know, say focus on the relationships. And that's a really key part of making something like this work.
0: For sure. I mean, I think when we visited your school, that was what really, you know, struck me with the relationships and talking to the students and just the way they interacted with each other and with staff. Um, I can't wait for us to be able to share the video of your community circle on our website and just all of the great practices that people will see in the lessons that we filmed and a coaching cycle. So we've got it all. Everything that's going on at your school, we've captured in our visit there. So I'm really excited to launch those videos soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm
0: really excited
1: as well. Yeah.
0: So Allison, thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing your experiences and your expertise around educating newcomers. Um, This has been a great discussion. And for those listening, be sure to check out the episode description in the podcast where you'll be able to access some resources that we've provided you, as well as links to the videos from our visit to Enlace that can be found in our video library at teachingchannel.org as well as in our ELL deep dive, which has videos from multiple visits to schools where we've really honed in on different approaches to working with ELLs. So I hope you'll join us at Teach Talks again soon. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again, Allison, for talking with me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.